Hello and hey there. Welcome to the Top 5 Podcast, a show where we rank and discuss any list you can imagine. Best childhood trend? Top gaming consoles? Best blenders? Nothing is off limits. Everyone is wrong, even when they think they are right. I'm your host, Eric Shane, and with me as always is... Zach Rancourt. Zach, how was your week, buddy? Uh, pretty good. I On Saturday, I watched the preseason Seahawks game, and it was boring as hell. Um, mm-hmm. And then I also watched the Mariners game, and that was way better. But uh, uh, Sunday, I went hiking. I went up to Mildred Point at Mount Rainier, and uh, love that. Love Mount Rainier. It's my favorite national park. I mean, obviously, yeah. there's some there's some Homer uh, voting there, but uh, it was beautiful. Very good day. The smoke was pretty much cleared. So had a good weekend. But um, but yeah, th- thanks for asking. Ah, you bet, man. Glad uh, glad to hear that. And we also have with us Mister Thomas Lockhart. Tommy, how was your week? It was good. I didn't watch a single snap of the Seahawks game, um, but it brings up the fact that this is the best week of our lives because this is the first week of fantasy football drafts. It's the (laughs) most wonderful time of the year. There is nothing better than the draft because it's all downhill after that. Oh, no, this is the season of optimism. I've been saying that for like 13 years. Oh, no, it's awful. It's Uh, why do we do this to ourselves? I don't know why. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I it's a, it's our you know there's a lot going on in the world right now, and sometimes we need to escape. And there's this quote by some great Shakespearean poet who once said, "I want to rock and roll all night and party every day." Oh yeah, I've you remember read, that one. I've read that one. Yeah, it's a good one. Yeah. In, in high I school English and, class, <laughs> want to rock and roll all night and party every day. <laughs> we all love music, and chances are a good majority of us have seen live concerts. Some of the greatest moments in music history have occurred at live shows. But what if we could see an artist or a band at any point in time? How could we even decide on who to see? Well, today we're going to discuss our top five dead or alive musical artists we wish we could see in concert. To enhance the discussion, we didn't share our lists with each other. By no means are we experts or historians in said category. We're just a few dudes who like to talk about nonsense. So, Tommy, top five dead or alive musical artists you'd wish to see in concert. Who's the first one on your list? My first one is a layup because it's my favorite band and I've never seen them live, but it's Tool. Tool. Okay. I, I've seen a perfect circle live and actually opening for a perfect circle is another band that's going to be on my list. We'll get to that. Um, so I've seen Maynard in concert, but I've never gotten to see Tool in concert and I was, my, I, my wife was going to get me tickets to Tool before Corona and then that all fell apart. So mm. I still have yet to see them. And it makes me so sad because I, I Tool has never made even an average album. It's always been great or amazing. Like that's Tom, did, yeah. what Tom, did do. you know that the, the pieces fit and you watch them fall away? <laughs> I am very oh, dude, aware. <laughs> dude, the, the lyrics for Vicarious have been going through my head for like the last couple of days because of everything that's going on right now. Oh, my God. Well, when we used to do full, full, when we did Full Metal Legend, we used to sing Tool yeah. all the time. That was fun. We did. Uh, we did. I was great. the TV because <laughs> tragedy thrills me. Yeah. Now dude. I don't I don't know about you guys, but I made a ten song set list for each of my bands. Whoa. So uh, yeah. Tool, no, I didn't. But I want you to share it. But listen, I was just thinking of this earlier before you go into it. Okay. I, quick confession. I'm not a big show guy. I haven't gone to a whole hell of a lot of shows. I'm not a real big concert goer. I mean, me neither. 
a lot of people are, but I'm not a huge concert goer. You know what? If you have, if you've broken it down so much that you have a set list of what you want to hear, by God, sir, go into detail. Let's hear it. <laughs> okay. So here it is. Not in any order, you know, but this, these are the songs I want to hear live. So we got The Pot. We got mm-hmm. 46 and 2. The Grudge. Push It. Onima. Right in 2. Numa. Sober. Bottom. And then the song Passenger by the Deftones that Maynard sings on. We could just bring in Chino Marino from the Deftones to do his part and have Tool play the music. No big Man. deal. Man. <laughs> Man. Zach, is it doing it for you too? I mean, I've seen Tool live, I, which surprises oh. <laughs> me because Tom is like a bigger Tool fan than I am. I love Tool, but yeah, I saw them uh, probably four or five years ago when they were at the Gorge. And it was after their new album came out, but um, it was awesome, man. Oh, no, sorry. It was before their new album came out, but it was incredible. And uh, it was very odd to see how Maynard sits kind of he stands behind. He doesn't go center stage because he just doesn't like to be in center stage. And so uh, it was just an incredible show. Um, Yeah, they they do a very, very good live set. I will say that. Yeah, their artistry is they're they're different, man. They're just built different. Well, that's a really good. Uh, that's a really good. Uh, yeah, man, that's a really good start to the list tool. That's pretty great. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to follow up here. Um, we did say dead or alive musical artists. So I, I, I kind of want to. I'm, you, I've hinted a couple of times my love of history on these uh, podcasts. I'm going to dip back in the way back machine here. I would love to go see Elvis Presley. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. Listen to me. There was a time. I don't know if you guys are familiar with the elders react series on YouTube where kids react. Um, I don't know if you've ever seen any of those, but uh, they had one where the elders reacted to Elvis Presley and these people just started. I mean, they have like an emotional response to this because this is people do not. And they said people do not understand who and what Elvis Presley was to them at that time in their life. He was 60 to 70% of the worldwide musical market. Just him. Can you? You can't imagine that. There's nobody anywhere. <laughs> he was the world's first true global super duper star, and he was flashy, and he was his lyrics were deep and meaningful and soulful, and he was a showman, and he just he he took over the whole damn world. So I would. I, I think it would be really cool to go back and see an Elvis Presley, like right in his prime, right at, right as he's hitting his stride. That would that would be mind blowing. I want to see these people's reaction. Like you see the video, right? You know, there's just screaming and they're, you know, the girls cannot contain themselves. Because <laughs> he's <laughs> shaking his pelvis too much. Uh, hey, oh, that you know, pelvis. He was, <laughs> they banned him from the waist down. You know, <laughs> cancel culture. He cha- well, he yeah, that's what it was. He challenged the assumptions of what we we could really put on TV. Like he, he reached across the spectrum in terms of media, in terms of music, in terms of culture, in terms of politics and global politics. And there were people on this planet who had never heard of Jesus Christ, but they knew who Elvis Presley was. That's how big Elvis Presley was. You don't even know nobody. Nobody's come close. Nobody. So Elvis Presley is my number one. Zach, what about you? 
Oh man, that's a that's a good one. So for mine, um, I'm going to go back to a specific year, but uh, Elton John, he is still alive, and um, I'm a giant yes. Elton John fan, but I would like to see him in the 70s, specifically around 75. Uh, that's when Captain Fantastic and the, what is it? It's Captain Fantastic and the Brown Dirt Cowboy, that album came out. Because okay. um, then he had his other ones like Goodbye Yellow Brick, Yellow Brick Road, his self-titled Elton John album, and uh, a lot of his best hits came from the 70s. But he just put on some really, really incredible shows, um, including ones at Madison Square Garden, ones, uh, you know, at Wembley and in London and stuff. And uh, I I think that seeing him in his prime when he's younger like that would be phenomenal. I mean, I would take him at uh, I would I would see him in concert at any age, but I just think it's 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 pretty remarkable and it would be. It would have been a fantastic thing. I mean, I'm a, I'm a big Elton yeah. John fan, and the guy's a performer. We all we've all seen, um, you know, still images of his crazy outfits and just the shit that he's done, and it's really yeah. really cool. So, hundred percent, yeah. And you again, you're you're talking about another guy who his 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 lyrical depth, his showmanship, the fact that he was just so unlike anything anybody had ever seen before. Right. Uh, yeah. I again. You're right. You can go see him now, but to see him at the absolute peak would be something very special. Right. Yeah. I like it. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I like it. Well, Tom, you uh, you started us off pretty strong there with Tool. What would be your second choice? Well, we brought up Guitar Hero just a little bit ago, and this this artist I actually learned of from Guitar Hero, and that is Buckethead. The song yeah. Jordan on Guitar Hero was so hard. And then I just looked up Buckethead because I was like, who is this guy? And I, going into it, I didn't know that he wore a chicken bucket and mask like all the time. Yeah. I just knew yeah. the name Buckethead and the song Jordan was hard on Guitar Hero. <laughs> now, so I want you to guess how many studio albums Buckethead has. Mm. 47. Oh, I'm gonna guess. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna guess mm, fourteen. Three hundred and twenty-five. What the hell? <laughs> he That's puts crazy. out like four or five albums a year. Just on average, just kind of, and that's not counting. He's also on 50 plus other artists things. So that's just his stuff. That's <laughs> it's, nuts. it's crazy how much he actually produces. That doesn't just, make sense at all. Yeah. He was no, a, I figured like I figured he was a like member of guns and roses. Like, yeah, like he's been everywhere. <laughs> um, yeah. It's just buckethead is like the weirdest thing and he is the greatest thing on a guitar like it's crazy yeah he's just this sensational guitarist who lends his you know he's a professional guitarist he's not just in a band he's in multiple bands he's the guy they call like if somebody drops out and they need to go finish a tour or whatever buckethead's the guy they get on the phone hey man you want to come help us out yeah okay you already know all. Yeah, I already know all your songs. <laughs> I already know everything uh, you're gonna play. It's cool. Let's uh, go. I read a thing where uh, he was gonna be the guitarist for Ozzy Osbourne's band, yeah. but Ozzy wanted him to take off the mask and Bucket because he thought that it was stupid. And Buckethead was like, "Nah, I don't really need to play for you." <laughs> Just well, like, no, I'm gonna keep this bucket on my head because it's cool. <laughs> no, um, that's so something. my so my set list. So. We've got 
Soothsayer, which is a great, great song. Uh, we got Mortal Kombat uh, Art versus Goro. <laughs> that song's great because <laughs> he was on the Mortal Kombat st- soundtrack. The Power Rangers theme. He's the oh guitar for that. <laughs> uh, we Are One, which features Serge Tankian. Uh, Nottingham Lace, Welcome to Buckethead Land, Buckethead's Toy Store, Watching Boats with My Dad, Jordan, of course, and then the song Buckethead, which is played by Colonel Claypool's Bucket of Burning Brains, that band. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Oh, yikes. Yikes, indeed. That's pretty great. That's pretty great. Uh, All right. Well, I'm going to (laughs) move on to my my second one there. I think I'm going to I was going to take a real weird turn here, but I think I'm going to keep it, keep it along the same lines for now. I'm going to say my number two, I'm going to say queen. Ooh. Yeah. (laughs) Interesting. I don't, I don't really have anything to prepare here to say about queen, except for to say Freddie Mercury has had probably the greatest, the most Titanic voice in rock history. Right. And was the, the ultimate showman. And they, from everything I've, I, I, I wish I could have went and seen them from everything I've ever seen. They would put on a hell of a show and you're talking about the, the variation of the music that they have. I couldn't even begin to tell you a, a set list that I would prefer. It would just be awesome. So what do you think about seeing Freddie Mercury live? What would you think about seeing queen? Zach? I, mean, I would, you know, like, yeah, sure. I, I, I really liked queen growing up. Um, I still like them kind of, but uh, honestly, ever since the movie came out, Bohemian Rhapsody, I, I can't stand queen. Uh, it's, it's really, just, it's bugged the hell out of me with how many people are, so first of all, I won't go into a long story, but Bohemian Rhapsody is a garbage film. It's it's one okay. of the one of the worst uh, biopics I've ever seen, and okay. I was I was I liked it because I liked the performances and the music. But then once people kept um, talking about things like, uh, for lack of a better term, uneducated film goers, how they sure. were talking about all these, how, how amazing it was, how you need to go see it, um, not because of the performances, but because they thought the story was great, and I just was like, oh man so you know a cinephile like me who just loves film i thought it was a slap in the face when it was nominated for all these academy awards and so that that's an interesting take it really it really tarnished uh what it was and then on top of that everyone and their mother was singing bohemian rhapsody um or everyone and their mother was singing you know another one bites the dust or whatever at, at karaoke um, yeah. Glee did a lot of that. Uh, same thing with Journey. Like Glee kind of ruined Journey for me. And sure. so it's been, it's just been overdone for me. I also went recently, like, well, this was like a month or so ago on, on a date with a gal who is obsessed with Queen. And I like people who are passionate about things. Um, yeah. But obsession is when it gets a little too like, oh my God, like she just would talk about Queen all the fucking time. And I didn't yeah. have the heart to tell her. We only went on two dates. I didn't have the heart to tell her like I, I don't like Queen as much as you do. And it, it just was, it was too much. And and so I think that kind of solidified everything. Now, that's not to say that they weren't an amazing rock group. Right. I, think, I think it's really, really cool. And that's not to, sh- you know, yuck your yum, basically. But it's it's not something that I would be into. Now, I dated a girl in high school who had the exact same attitude, but it was towards Journey. Yeah, see, and the same kind of thing. I feel like they go hand in hand. And I'm never comparing Steve Perry to to Freddie Mercury. Steve Perry, <laughs> yeah, but uh, Freddie Mercury was just incredible. I love random basketball this quotes. No more journey psychouts. Dude, running out of ideas. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay, but that's an interesting thing because 
What about the Elton John biopic? You did you Rocket Man? Did you like Rocket Man? Oh yeah, you're such an Elton John fan. I think it was way better. I think it was okay. it, it was uh, treated with a lot more care, and um, they used more factual incidents that happened, but they also made it kind of super fantastical. Whereas whereas um, Bohemian Rhapsody was basically like they watched a whole bunch of biopics and they were like, let's do the exact same thing. Let's take fake incidents in history. Let's just completely switch this stuff around and not follow source material and and just dramatize the shit out of this movie. Also, from an editing sound, uh, standpoint, it was fucking awful. They did such a poor job with editing, so the transitions were sloppy. Um, they did way too many cuts for various scenes, and uh, it just was it was an eyesore. Like, there's one specific scene when they're all deciding they meet their manager for the first time, and they're all sitting at, like, a restaurant table. There's, like, 86 cuts in just that five-minute scene, and it's freaking ridiculous i don't i don't understand why they decided to do that but anyhow i won't go on too long so that just has tainted it for me and and you know it's very hard to avoid going to karaoke without someone singing queen i mean i'll join in because sure. i grew up with it but i'm well, just kind of like you, you touch on something there about about doing it justice i wouldn't want to go do a karaoke of queen because there ain't nobody in that building who's going to touch freddie mercury mm-hmm. right nobody <laughs> except for me of course, you know what I mean. Yeah. No, uh, I'm just saying. He he had said something about uh, if you're gonna if you're gonna do my music, at least make it interesting. Yeah. <laughs> so I know a uh, Pentatonix did a version of uh, a Bohemian Rhapsody that was in- just incredible. Yeah. It was yeah, like that's interesting. That's cool. Totally. I, I, yeah. I would again. I would. I would have if I can get back in the wayback machine, go back in time. Yeah, I'd go see Queen. Totally. Queen would be a hell of a show to go see. Yeah, absolutely. I think it would be it would be quite yeah. the show to see. Um, for me, I'm just like, yeah, I'm, I'm not super Before into Hollywood it. and exactly. a bunch of fakey little nonsense people made it bad for you. Exactly. But that is a okay. good choice, Eric. Thank you, Zach. What about your second choice? Well, I got to pull it back up because I don't know where it went. Okay, there you go. No, that's fine. So for my second one, um, I am a huge hip hop and rap fan. And so um, very, very sad in 1996 when Notorious B.I.G. was murdered. But uh, I would love to go back to 95, 94. Well, pretty much 95 and uh, for his Ready to Die concert. Hmm. Um, I think Biggie was shot in 97, actually. But anyhow, um, to see his uh, well, not his Ready, Ready to Die concert, but see him at any point in 95 um, because ready to die came out that time. And so some of his shows and stuff uh, had his older stuff and, and that album, which I think was like his best. So he just is a cornerstone uh, of hip hop. He's one of the greatest of all time. And he left this world way too soon. Um, way too soon. He, he was uh, under 30. I think he was like 20, 27 or something like that. Something like that. And uh, it was, it was incredibly sad. So, um, but one of my favorite rappers of all time. And so I would, uh, I would pay very, very good money to, to see a, a live notorious B.I.G. It's a, it would be awesome. Yeah. That's a, that's a good shift. I, I wouldn't have considered that at all. Yeah. I don't, I had never heard what kind of show he would put on or who would go out there with. I, I hadn't, I had never given him any thought. Yeah. I'll go, baby, baby. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I have a soft spot in my heart for B.I.G. Yeah, well, especially since you like you like hardball a lot. I love love hardball. it when you call me Big Pop. Oh, cry so. every time. Yeah. <sighs> okay. Well, hey, that's pretty good. Uh, pretty good choice there, man. <laughs> Tom, Tommy, number three. What you got? Well, my next one, I went with Chris Cornell, and okay. it's great. 
Because with Chris Cornell, I can go Audio Slave. I can go with Soundgarden. I can go with solo work. It's it's all up for grabs. Yeah. Just everyone's going to be waiting in the back, and then you got to rush out there. And if you're in one band, play the song, and then rush back out. Whatever. Um, so okay, Chris so, Cornell. So this is a this, this is a cheat selection. You, you're cheating, basically. Only only a little, but he <laughs> did do a lot of solo work, so I think it works. He did. It works. Yeah. 100%. <laughs> so, no, no, this is totally valid. Um, There's nothing yeah. wrong with going – well, let me ask you guys this. Is there something wrong with being a fan of just one person of a band and just going like, would you go to rush to see Neil Peart? I mean, yeah, yeah, that'd be awesome. I, I yeah, would go, yeah. I would go see Justin. I'd go to NSYNC concert just to see Justin Timberlake. Okay. Mm-hmm. So. All right. That's fair. Yeah. Go keep yeah, going. Cause, Tom. Cause Chris Cornell is the best rock singer of all time. He's I know Freddie Mercury is great. Best, and all, but yeah, but yeah that's he's pretty the tough. best. I love his voice and he's great in every band he's in. Sure. It's only two and then solo, but still Chris Cornell is amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, so my, my set list is spoon man. Cause I want to see some yes. spoon action. Oh, that's, that's <laughs> some full metal legend stuff right there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, fell on black days. Before you get to that, yeah. that, that's the second time we've mentioned Full Metal Legend. I feel like we need to expand on this because our audience has no idea what we're talking about. Well, let, 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 let Tom yeah, finish, well, his, finish his list yeah, and then I'll we do, can expand because okay. yeah, we, we all have good stories about it. <laughs> okay. Uh, the Day I Tried to Live, uh, okay. Rusty Cage, You Know My Name from James Bond soundtrack. Turner, Turner, uh, Turner. <laughs> like a stone. Oh, fucking Co- love audio slave. Cochise. I can never know Cochise. how to say it. Cochise. Okay. Cochise. Show me how to live. Be yourself and can't change me. Good. Fucking good. list. Thomas. Good. I know, list. I know. Gracious, man. Eric. So enlighten us about this, yes. <laughs> uh, this so-called full metal legend. Well, first of all, his, his version of nothing compares to you is also. Oh, like, so good. Oh, <laughs> so good. <laughs> His yeah. version of uh, Billy Jean is also really mm-hmm. good. Yeah, yeah his, it's like acoustic. Yeah, yeah. So his, you're right. You're right about his voice. Just iconic. Yeah. Just crazy. Just they don't talk about it enough um, in terms of all time great. Anyway, Full Metal Legend. <clears throat> so way back in the day, Tom and Zach and I used to work together uh, with a few other pals uh, at the casino. And we'd work second shift and we would get off second shift at what? 11 o'clock, 1130 at night, something like that. It was like 11. Yeah, like 11. So we decided, you know, the night's still young. So we'd go grab a bunch of beers and we'd go meet at Tom's house and uh, or rather Tom's dad's house where Tom yes. lived and go up to the uh, you know upstairs, you know, flat that was entirely Tom's. And we would play rock band or um what was guitar the hero? guitar hero guitar hero yeah rock yeah. band and guitar hero and especially guitar hero what was the one that we played it was a two three was a world tour or something like that yeah world tour is the one that had all the instruments yeah i have to go back and like actually look at the uh, the song list for it because it was actually really good oh yeah, yeah. Uh, i mean they had amazing songs but like we all we all had our own songs that we would sing so eric was on the drums were you no, 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 I was on the bass. He was on the bass. Uh, Mike was on the drums and Tom was on the guitar. That's and right. Your boy over here was was singing vocals and clapping the tambourine. But um, right. we, we did but we alternate. Did. Yeah, we did. Yes. I, I When Freak on a Leash came on, I was I had to do <laughs> the, 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 Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, I, I got. Yeah. Yeah. 
I, yeah, I rocked it. I oh, was man. definitely the guy. We stayed up and so then, late for that shit, and it was I, I can't believe we were up there. I was up to like three in or in the morning. Sometimes. Three, four, or five in the yeah, morning sometimes. <laughs> Just drinking uh, beer, playing it. I mean, we were twenty two ish or whatever. Like yeah. you know, I have the tiger. I have the tiger was a good. Oh god, damn! Uh, um, I always, I always sang "One Arm Scissor" by you did. Uh, at the drive-in. <laughs> cut away, cut away. <laughs> I always yeah. sang "Elvia Elviakis" by. Um, uh, it's not Coden Cambria. Who sings that? It was uh, uh, the Mars Volta. Mar- yeah, the Mars Volta, because it was in Spanish. So I'd always do that. And then Mike would always sing um, Hotel California. I think, oh, I also right? did. Uh, yeah, he did. I did Spiderwebs by No Doubt. Ooh, that's a good one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Schism by Tool. That's a good uh-huh. one. Yeah. Uh-huh. So, yeah. So point is to the audience who are listening to this. Yes, we were uh, we were rock stars. Uh, <laughs> yeah for a brief minute <laughs> for a brief moment of glory we were rock stars playing guitar hero at tom's dad's house till like four or five in the morning oh, so just fun. uh just shred them up just shred it up yeah we were uh we were unstoppable yeah and then um i so tom i have seen uh soundgarden play um i'm surprised okay. you haven't seen chris cornell live nope because um, i so, don't like like eric i haven't i don't really go i think since probably like two years out of high school i've gone to one show since then jesus christ tom so yeah. <laughs> i went to the gorge and it was Soundgarden, queens of the stone age the meat puppets and um oh god who was the other band oh um uh, mastodon and okay. i got to see yeah. all four of them play i was actually with dylan um we went together and uh met up with his cousins and like we just party and it was incredible and Southern Garden I am so happy that I was able to see Chris Cornell live because his untimely death was very very sad and it hit me hard and so I just have that that special memory in my life to remember at like one of the greatest concert venues ever so um yes he was he was quite the performer and he's one of my favorite artists of all time so good good call on that Tom absolutely I was just gonna mention that Mandy sent me a, a message earlier uh coming to our neighborhood is the hella mega tour Mm-hmm. Which is Green Day, Fallout Boy, and Weezer. Yeah, it's like we're in the '90s again. <laughs> <laughs> that could actually be fun, or the early 2000s, I should say. But that, I oh, think that God. would be a blast. What was the What was the big concert? To, I don't know if you guys saw it. Was all over the internet. It was like a huge hip hop concert in Vegas that was uh they were promoting recently that had just about everybody you could think of uh, from. <laughs> From the nineties, uh, I, I see if I can see if I can see the set list somewhere. Hmm. Uh, it was just insane. Uh, oh yeah, the lovers, lovers and friends. So Usher, Ludacris, Little John, Miss Lauren Hill, TLC, Sierra, Nelly, Brandy, Monica, Neo, Trey Songs, Shanti, Ja Rule, Timbaland, Akon, T Pain, Lil Kim, Eve, Sean Paul, uh, just genuine Jodeci. Fat Joe, just like, oh, my God, juvenile. Every, everyone gets one song. Jesus Christ. It, that's how those work, though. Like, um, yeah. we, I have some friends and, and they like to go to the I Love the 90s concerts, which are yeah. just trash. But, you know, you have Vanilla Ice. You had Biz Markie, you know, when he was alive. You had Rob Bass. Um, uh, Salt and Pepper was yeah, there. Biz Markie, R.I.P., man. Yeah, TLC. But, you know, it was just TC because Left Eye is dead. And it's yeah. just it, it was it was a weird concert and it just felt odd. And everyone was pretty much drunk. And, and just you're trying to relive that nostalgia. So you're like, OK, <laughs> it was just I weird. mean, 
yeah, there is nothing wrong with that. But mm-hmm. the, the question there is the one song that Vanilla Ice goes with, is it Ice Ice Baby or the Ninja Rap? I wish it was the Ninja Rap, but it's, Ninja it's Ice Ice Baby. 100%. It should always be the Ninja Rap. Yeah. Ninja Rap. Secretly used, baby. All day yeah. long. Best movie ever. There you go. Eric, what is your third pick for us? Oh, well, you know, I'm going to stay in terms of the pocket of a showman. A uh, little bit of a different genre. Uh, you could still go see him. He's actually on tour, I believe, right now. Um, Garth Brooks. Wow. Good yeah. pick. Yeah, yeah. I- I'm not a huge country fan. There are a few artists that I really enjoy, and there's some songs that I really like, but I- I'm not the kind of guy who turns onto a country station and listens to it in the background because I just that's just not my my flavor. That's not what I go for. Um, but Garth Brooks is special. That dude is He's a showman. He's he's something. <laughs> I mean, he his man he's gone and seen him. I remember he gave a big concert uh right after 9/11. It was a like a Central Park concert or maybe it was right before I can't remember. It was, it like was uh, freak- August 7th, 1997 and it was one of the largest concerts right. in history. There's over a million people there. That's did, right. He I was like flying. He was flying from wires, which he did a lot, but dude, yeah. Yeah, like if you just Google garth uh live from central park and look at the images it's it's insane the man yeah the and he's still like i don't know if he goes quite that wild now but he's still i i you know he's still a hell of a showman so i would go see one of his concerts he uh um i say that though i haven't you know <laughs> i've had the opportunity <laughs> yeah. i haven't gone that's what i'm saying i don't go to a whole lot of shows but um his music is some of it is just amazingly fun and some of it is tragic and touching his his lyrical depth it's just it's he's he's a hell of an artist he's a somebody that even if you're not a fan of the genre you you'll find something in his uh lineup that you're going to really like garth brooks is special he's iconic so uh i would i would go see him probably right sometime in the 90s i'd go see him probably 97 i'd probably go see that concert i'd probably go to that concert 97 central park um, so kind of like with Zach and Bohemian Rhapsody, uh, I listened to the podcast, uh, your mom's house with uh, Tom Segura, the comedian, yeah. and, uh, they talk about Garth Brooks and him on social media so much about how, like they'll watch the videos that he makes and they're just so weird and awkward. And it's really like made me off put by Garth Brooks, just where he's, he tries to still relate to people, even though he's, uh, uh, probably getting close to being a billionaire uh and it just it's it's so awkward and it makes me not want to listen to him i don't listen to country anyway so it's not a big deal but it's just like ugh, get the heebie-jeebies yeah he's always been a little bit of a little bit of a doofy dude uh-huh. <laughs> always been a little bit of a doof that's all right uh, uh the true artists are the weird ones and he's a weird one He's very weird, and you should Google his uh, or YouTube his SNL sketch with um, Will Ferrell when uh. he wants to <laughs> sell his soul to the devil to play music, and it's awesome. It's Will Ferrell like at his that, that, you know, SNL yeah. peak when he is like the guitar is out of tune, and he's like on the highway, <laughs> on the highway, because <laughs> uh, Garth Brooks is an up and coming artist, and he's like I'd sell my soul to the devil for a, a number one hit song. And then Will Ferrell's like, behold, your face melting, uh, like tasty licks are going to play. And he's just really bad at guitar and it's hilarious. But was that was that the same episode where he was Chris Gaines as the musical host? 
Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. <laughs> Which was a very weird thing, but but you know what? Like all, all the best artists, and you guys are saying that all the best artists are just a little little nutty. But um, yeah, I would. I, I'm I'm not a huge country fan, and I know I say that it's that's very odd because I grew up in in like a, a smaller farm rural town. And, Maybe that's uh, because you did that. You're not. Well, yeah, you know, like I, I listened to a lot of country uh, during those times, and I I just got tired of it when I moved you, out. Yeah. But yeah. when I was in Nashville this year, they have the Country Music Hall of Fame, and sure as shit do I assimilate. I walked in there, and I'm like, I know this song. I know this. Oh, I know this one, too. And I was singing country left and right, and I was like, maybe I do kind of like country. Um, sure. it's, it's definitely not my favorite, but um, I would, yeah, I would pay good money to see Garth Brooks, especially in his prime. I mean, he's just, yeah, the dance, like, that's an incredible song. So Yeah, that's that's that grabs you. That just rips yeah. your damn heart out of your chest. Yeah. If that, so, if that song doesn't rip your heart out of your chest, you're just... You don't have a chest. <laughs> you don't have a chest or a heart. How dare you? Yeah. Or a brain. Well, <laughs> Zach, uh, what's your number three? Okay. So uh, this one is a little interesting and, and, and maybe controversial, but I'm a Ooh, huge Metallica. I'm a huge Metallica fan. And okay. I have never seen them play live. I've had opportunities and I'm an idiot. They played at the... Uh, at the um, previously named Safeco Field, now named T-Mobile Park. But um, they played at Safeco Field a few years ago and tickets were insanely expensive and I was really bummed out that I didn't get a go. But um, they're one of the bands that I don't, I think my window has closed. But in 2008, when Death Magnetic came out and again, Full Metal Legend, uh, we, we had that whole album on there and so we kind oh, of yeah. sang all the Death Magnetic songs. That album hit so hard and obviously everything they put before that too, you know, Load, Kill Em All, Master of Puppets, Ride the Lightning and Justice For All, um, the Black Album, uh, I'm forgetting some other ones, but um, everything before that was was so incredible. So I think 2008 or 2009, around that time that this came out, would have been phenomenal because there was a show in Seattle, and I rem- remember listening to the radio, and they were just gushing about how it was just one of the best concerts they've ever been to. And I heard, I've never seen them live. I've heard that they just slay every show that they 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 do, and it's um. Yeah, Metallica is 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 on my list for sure. I would uh, pay top dollar. Nice. Uh, I I've never actually I, I've never been a huge Metallica fan. Like they're fine. Like I listen to them when they're on the radio, but I'm just like they're like a eh, for me. That's so I, I know, weird, Tom. I know it's weird, and yeah. like I know that like like Dylan like loves Metallica. It's like his favorite band, and so I always feel I weird do too when he's talking about Metallica. It's just kind of like, okay, yeah, cool. <laughs> yeah, Metall- Look, Metallica is one of the greatest bands of all time. I mean, they're they're incredible. I I can understand how you know maybe you get a little burnt out from them, and I I I, I hear you. There's no accounting for tastes. I <laughs> I don't tell you. You've never tasted phenomenal. shit, Tom. I got bad taste. I go see him. Okay. Well, I don't have anything to add to that. Uh, Tom, do you want to lead into your fourth choice? I sure will. And uh, Zach actually already brought it up when he was talking about a Full Metal Legend and the song that he would sing. Uh, the Mars Volta, which is a band that I've actually seen in concert, but they were the opening band for a perfect circle and they had only had their first album out. And it was actually really disappointing 
not because of their performance, but because no one in the arena really cared because everyone oh, came there no. to see a perfect circle. Like I was super excited. I was like, yes, I love the Mars Volta. Their album is amazing. But everyone was just like sitting in their seats and the people down in general admission were just kind of like milling around, talking to each other, not really doing anything. It was like, what are you people doing? The Mars Volta is up on the stage right now. They're great. Oh, it was so frustrating. I hated everyone in that crowd <laughs> <laughs> full on hipster tom i love it i'm, I'm, I'm a big um, fan of hipster tom and the mars volta i was gonna i was gonna kind of go with uh omar uh rodriguez and uh cedric big zavala Ugh, that's a mouthful is the singer and the guitarist they also were in at the drive-in at first i was going to be like maybe i could put these two together and just like kind of and then i was like no i'll just go with the mars volta the mars volta's had better more better albums than at the drive-in so i will give you my set list let's we hear it televators roulette dares inertiatic esp the song that zach would sing elvia el vesquez Sure. Uh, Goliath, Mecha Campiature, which has the line, uh, please dismantle all these phantom hands. Uh, phantom hands is the name of our fantasy football league. <laughs> <laughs> Elios Magdalena, Vermicide, with Twilight as my guide, and Cocoplaxy. Or Cotoplaxy. Paxi. Eh, whatever. <laughs> Cotopaxi is a mountain range in Argentina, so that's probably what it is because they're there Argentinian. So, Cotopaxi. It makes sense. But yes, the Mars Volta is amazing. They're probably my band number two. Okay. Okay. That's, that's solid, man. I, my only exposure to them is from playing the game with you. Yeah. <laughs> otherwise I have not listened to them ever. I have no, I don't know. That's pretty great though. Yeah. Yeah. You should listen. That to was that was, yeah. That was one of the good things about that game. Is just, it exposed you to, artists you'd never heard of before you would never would have given a chance to and now you got to play their songs in there and it's like hey this is kind of catchy yeah <laughs> okay cool well if you don't have anything uh, further to add on that i guess i'll go to my number four go ahead um this is a guy i have seen in concert uh sadly you will no longer be able to because he passed away a few years ago tom petty Aww. tom petty tom petty and the heartbreakers tom petty i th- this was a show that Mandy really wanted to go see. We went and saw at the Safeco Field uh, before it became T-Mobile Park. Um, this was, uh, she, you know, she wanted to go. Her dad wanted to go. I'm like, okay, I'll go. I like Tom Petty. All right, cool, 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 cool. It was one of the greatest things I've ever seen. He put on just, even though they had some equipment failure there for a little bit. Um, it was one of the more phenomenal shows ever. It was so... Tom Petty touches it, it. It's hard to describe for me. It's it's hard because his, his lyrics, his, his song depth, the way he, there's a reason that guys like Bob Dylan and George Harrison want to party with this guy and hang out and jam with this guy, you know, because he is, he's an all timer in terms of his lyricism. And he, he puts on a great show. It's not all you think of him like, one last dance with Mary Jane. You kind of think of the sort of the chill songs, but no, he can shred, man. He, that dude could shred in, in concert. He put on a hell of a show. So if I could stick you guys in the way back machine, I would take you to go see Tom Petty. 
Oh, you would have no argument from me. Learning to Fly yeah, yeah. is like one of my favorite songs ever. So, yeah. Let's do it. Where's that time machine? I know. I'm working on it. God <laughs> damn it. I was so bummed out that I missed him. Like he was my dad was a big fan of him. And so I was, I was bummed out that I didn't go to that show. But uh, yeah, yeah, he's uh, he's we, quite we went, amazing. We went and saw Tom Tom Petty that year at Safeco that summer. A couple months later, he passed away. Yeah, mm. that was uh, really unfortunate. It's one of the last shows that he ever gave. Yeah, pretty shitty. But yeah, he um, definitely an influential artist and, um, you know, loved by many. So, yep, he's a uh, he's he's an all timer. But uh, Zach, you're number four. Ooh, I'm up again. Right on. You're up again. Cool. We're flying through the list, boys. We're flying through the list. Sweet. Good. So I love hip hop and rap, like I was saying. And um, growing up in the 90s and 2000s, well, and the 80s, um, I really loved Eminem. And so in uh, 2002, uh, the Marshall Mathers LP dropped, or in 2000, the Marshall Mathers LP dropped. And in 2002, I think, the Eminem show um, came out. And uh, yeah, it was... You know, I, I was really, really excited and I, I love Eminem. So probably in the mid 2000s yeah. range uh, to see him kind of in the peak of his career and uh, just just slaying it. I mean, shit, he is still doing some amazing work now. So yeah. I, it's 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 incredible. I mean, Recovery came out in 2010 and that was one of his higher rated albums he's ever done. I mean, because he did all his relapse and his drug stuff and he got back mm-hmm. to his roots and it was pretty remarkable. So I am uh, I'm a fan. And uh, I would love to see Eminem live. I think he is one of the greatest rappers of all time. Yeah, I remember, you know, high school, I was really drawn into him. He was somebody that I had never, I'd never heard anybody like him before. He drew me into hip hop in a way that, I don't know, he spoke, he spoke to me on a level that nobody else ever had. Um, he, there was definitely some identification. I identified with his, his rage in his angst and his anger and his, <laughs> and his goofiness too. Right. Um, it, it was his goofy songs that kind of, <laughs> they were the big hit that would announce the new album, you know, uh, God, well, I'm trying to think of one with, without me. Yeah. Uh, he, he dressed up as Robin to, uh, <laughs> Dr. Dre's Batman. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's that's one of that's he ended up like break dancing in the cave with the Taliban. Like, dude, that's so awesome. Anyway, yeah. yeah n- now, MM, I yeah, I would go see, again. Yeah, I would go see him. That, so that he, he he went through different phases with you're saying his anger and stuff. So he has what I like to call angry rap, um, and it's when he he can do the goofy songs and stuff, but um, it's when he gets very like to the back and the whack and the Zach and you know like that kind of stuff. Um, and that's when it gets really, really good. And he gets, he's, he's an incredible lyricist. Um, during his drug addiction times, he was definitely putting out some weird music when he started kind of singing like this and it was kind of weird. Um, I kind of liked that. That I I couldn't (laughs) stand it. I fucking hated it. And, And he even said it was some of the worst shit that he's ever put out. He's like, I don't know why I did that. Um, I like that he did it though. Cause it's like a, it's a moment in time, you know, it's, it's like encore it, and relapse were, were yeah. fucking garbage. And, and then recovery was, was incredible. Cause he got back to that whole Eminem show, Marshall Mathers LP stuff. Yeah. And, um, he just kind of settled down to more in that, but he's, he's the greatest. And, and just like Tom was saying about Chris Cornell, if you could just do cameos, um, I mean, some of the, the, the hooks that he's been on are just phenomenal. And so, sure. um, yeah, it's, uh, He's 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 the goat man. He's one yeah, of the man. goats. 
He's great. I I have nothing further to add. You you said it all. Cool. Then moving on to Tom's fifth and final. Me? It's probably gonna be some sort of rock some sort of rock group we never heard about. Probably some probably some sort of rock group we've never heard about or something. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, I'm actually throwing a curveball here. Actually (laughs) I did a comedian as my last one. What? Don't you do it. Don't wait. But it's because it's probably like 70 to 80 percent music more than it is oh, like traditional I know. comedy I know and i'm going with bo burnham yeah wow he's kind of like burnham's new special is amazing it is special okay um he does a lot of more th- like he could be goofy but he can also be thought-provoking and some of his songs aren't comedy at all like there's no comedy involved in some of them where it's just kind of him expressing himself and he deals a lot with social anxiety. Cause I, when we did our comedians podcast, uh, he was probably like number seven on my list. And that was mostly because he had only had like three albums or specials and he gave up comedy for five years at that point. He was just like, he went and he was a director. He directed a movie mm. called eighth grade that I haven't watched yet. But oh, here it's, it's fucking phenomenal. It's phenomenal. Yeah. Tom. I need to sit down and watch it. I know. Um, And then I didn't know he was putting out a special on Netflix until it popped up on Netflix. Like it was just like one day it was like Bo Burnham inside. Here you go. And I was like, okay. And I turned it on and it was great. Just like somebody in just sitting in a room making a special with no one else. Just he's doing the lighting. He's doing the sound work. He's doing everything. He's playing the music. Like, it's just like it was a testament to what you can do in quarantine. <laughs> wow. Yeah, you know that, that that's pretty great. I the only thing I know about Bo Burnham, the literally the only song I know of his is Lower Your Expectations, <laughs> which is phenomenal. What a great song. Mm-hmm. Oh, art reflecting reality, just beautiful. Yeah, well, he, so. he has a very good um he I mean he can hit uh, pretty close to home for certain things and he's incredibly topical but he's he's a very very creative person and he's one of the talents that we probably will not see for quite some time um, and so we have to really relish and enjoy this this time we're living in with him because yeah from a filmmaking standpoint he's phenomenal I, I can't believe some of the shit that he did I didn't like inside as much as maybe Tom did I thought it was was incredibly interesting um, but I think it was a little too long and I got a little bored with it plus I felt that it seemed a little forced but uh, I still absolutely adored his songs and and the the editing that he did and the camera work that he did and he's he's like a modern day weird al yankovic and and that's mm-hmm. kind of how i feel his his style is uh so eric i'm going to give you a list of songs now because i got to give you a set list and you need some things to watch so we got welcome to the internet all eyes on me left brain right brain from god's perspective which is a good song uh, art is dead how the world works, which is real depressing. Uh, words, words, words. Lower your expectations. Mm-hmm. Kanye rant, and we think we know you. Okay. All right. Well, watch well, them all. A, uh, <laughs> okay, that's a good number five, and I'll 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 lead into my last one here with. Um, I'll actually say my. You say Bo Burnham's kind of like modern day um, Weird Al. I actually say 
ninja sex parties like a modern day weird al <laughs> ninja sex party is actually phenomenal if you guys don't know who they are you need to go check them out you told us have, about them last week yeah, yeah ninja sex party they they have cover albums where they just do honest to god covers and they're so good they're sort of a style that's what they love that's what they try to latch on to but then they have their original songs as well that are just hilarious and incredible and awesome that to me is more in line with like a weird owl. So uh, I'm going to slip into uh, my number five uh, trivia uh, from the 1980s through this last decade. Only four artists have charted a top 40 hit in each decade. You two, Michael Jackson, Madonna, and who else? I don't know. We've said them twice already. It's weird. Al. Weird oh. Al's my number five. <laughs> oh yeah. No, Ninja sex party is not my number five. Oh. Weird Al's my number five. That's why I was like, what? <laughs> no, 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 no. Ninja sex party is cool. And I admire them. Weird Al is the goat. Oh, totally. He's the, he's the guy. So when you were just like, Tom's like, Oh, I'm going to do the comedy. I'm like, Oh, don't you, you fucking, I was saved him from the last you son of a, <laughs> not that there'd be a problem with it. It'd be fine. Weird Al Yankovic. He's a guy I did see in concert a couple of years ago. Mandy and I saw him in Seattle. Um, it was really cool. He did um, one of the songs he did was all about the Pentiums, and he's mar- he he had a like running up our aisle, like screaming, wide eye, crazy man, looking at people, yelling down in the microphone with his hair like hanging over him, and he did it to me, and he locked eyes with me, <laughs> screaming all about the Pentiums with his hair shaking down on top of mine, and I'm just like. <laughs> I, I fangirled so hard. I fangirled so hard. Lo- it's one of the greatest moments, but and also intimidating because I felt like I was like, "Oh, I hope he's not really mad at me." It feels like he's mad at me. What did I do <laughs> wrong, Weird Al? <laughs> it was a weird feeling. I don't know why, but look, Weird Al is just phenomenal. And I'll tell you what, Tom, I'll, I'll actually say that I, I, I would say I would come up with the set list for him. So. Weasel Stomping Day, <laughs> Like a Surgeon, All About the Pentiums, Another One Rides the Bus, Bedrock Anthem, Pretty Fly for a Rabbi, Eat It, Smells Like Nirvana, <laughs> Living <laughs> with a Hernia, and White and Nerdy. That's a that's a list. good set list. And I actually sing Weird Al songs like every other day in my head. Um, I was singing All <laughs> About the Pentiums the other day. I was going, want to be hackers, code crackers, <laughs> or slackers, or whatever. Yeah. yeah. His Jurassic Park was great. Jurassic Park's awesome. Uh, there's like a three-minute long part of the song where they're just playing instrumentals. So in the concert, he just like, they're jamming and rocking away. He pulls out a chair and pulls out a newspaper, just sits on the stage and starts reading the newspaper while these guys are shredding all around him. It's amazing. Yeah. Uh, Weird Al. He's just the best. So just the best. Yeah, I would I'd like to go see him in the 80s. Uh just just because. But really any old time. Any yeah. old time. Good any call. old concert. Uh his Hamilton polka was was amazing. All his polkas are great, but his Hamilton polka was pretty special because I really enjoyed Hamilton a lot. Nice. I dig it. That's a great selection, Eric. Thank mm-hmm. you. Thank you. I would just go see his pokas. <laughs> I wouldn't care about anything else. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Zach, what's your number five? 
Uh, Pearl Jam. Uh, I love Pearl okay. Jam. I've actually never seen them in concert, and uh, I would love to see them in the 90s because, you know, 10 is one of the greatest albums of all time, and mm-hmm. it would be fun after Vitalogy and Versus and everything. When that came out, it would be fun to, to hear them. I missed the home show. Uh, they had two days, and I just did not pull the trigger on it. Um, I don't know why, but um, I just have never seen them in concert. So it's 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 rough and maybe it's because i keep doing the whole well i'll just see him again a different time and that's very dumb of me but yeah um i i I think that they're phenomenal and along the lines too of chris cornell being one of the most iconic voices eddie vedder is kind of the same thing. i was just thinking that too i was like eddie vedder's gonna have words with you tom and uh well i mean i think chris Chris cornell's a better singer eddie vedder just has that more iconic 90s voice you know when it's chris cornell goes like that I can't you do know, a Chris Cornell. I just discovered, you know, um, <laughs> the movie Into the Wild where the guy, yeah, who, he, does, the guy who he does the entire soundtrack. I know that that song, yeah. um, Society or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't I'm going to find the exact song. It was like, holy crap, that song yeah. rips my guts out, man. It's one of, that's why I love that movie so much too. The soundtrack's incredible, but also it's just a really good story and, and it's, it's, it's very beautiful. But, uh, yeah, uh, Eddie Vedder does the entire soundtrack for that. He does. Yeah. He's incredible. Badass. Yeah. The song's. The song's called uh, Society. Yeah, it's yeah. one of my it's instantly one of my favorite songs. It's just wow. So uh, me. I'm, I'm going to go. I, oh, sorry. Go ahead, Tom. I have seen Pearl Jam live and yeah. it it is incredible. They since since it's Seattle, they they're like extra special to us um, where they came out for two encores and then Eddie Vedder came out for a third encore with just him and a ukulele oh, and he was just yeah. singing like cover songs on a ukulele just just i'm eddie vetter here you go and it was just like this is so good and it was yeah, such if a my, long if my concert fr- if my friends <laughs> my friends are gonna hang out with me while i'm playing with some music i'll sit here and play some music with my friends yeah let's do this <laughs> yeah yeah uh, I, I'm going to go through my list really quick and say um, the one song that I would uh, like to see the artist perform, pro- pretty much like my favorite song by each artist, but for Elton John, it would be Tiny Dancer. Notorious B.I.G., it would be Hypnotize. Uh, Metallica, it would probably have to be The Unforgiven. Uh, Eminem, it would have to be uh, Till I Collapse. And then Pearl Jam would have to be... Oh, this is so tough for me. Pearl Jam would have to be... Um, Shit. I mean, uh, I was gonna say daughter, but that's I love yeah. that. Oh no, no, better man, better man, better man, better yeah. man's better man's my favorite Pearl Jam song. I was thinking Jeremy, but better better man's probably yeah. yeah. Waiting, watching the clock, it's four o'clock. Thomas, what about you for for each of your your, your selections? What, I, what's I the one song? Lists. I know, but I want one okay. for each for tools. Uh, so for tool, it would probably be the pot. Um, Buckethead would be Soothsayer. Uh, Chris Cornell would be Fell on Black Days. Um, the Mars Volta, Goliath, and Bo Burnham, probably Welcome to the Internet. Very cool. Eric? Well, let's see here. Elvis Presley. God. One song? Fuck you. Yeah. Oh, my <laughs> Lord. In the Ghetto. Uh, or can't help falling in love. Nope, that's two. I said one. Fuck you. God damn you. <laughs> Sorry. Fuck you. Sorry. In the in uh, uh in the ghetto. I'm gonna go with in the ghetto. Uh, yeah, that's just 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 cause. But really, oh, God, I hate you so much. Uh, Queen, uh, Bohemian Rhapsody. 
Um, Garth Brooks, Friends in Low Places. Tom Petty. Um, mm, learning to Fly. Learning to Fly. And then Weird Al Yankovic. Oh, boy. One song. Oh. Oh, God. All about the Pentium. It's just because he goes completely ballistic, and it's just great. Oh, nope, no, nope, I nope. Said, you, said you can only do one. You're oh, bad. no takes backs. You're bad at following directions. <laughs> you know what? I don't respect your directions. Go to hell. Okay, cool. Well, so yeah, no, no need to recap because we just recapped right there. But, uh, mm-hmm. but that was fun. Yeah. That, was a, that was a good list. It was hard to, to to narrow these down because I I had a bunch, and then I was like, nope, I got to delete them. Um, no, I know because I can only do five. So, and it's uh, it's right. nice that we all have kind of a collection and no repeats, which is cool. But um, yeah. which is rare, which is interesting because Zach, I thought maybe, maybe, maybe you would go towards uh, Foo Fighters because I know what a Foo Fighters fan you are. Well, yeah, they're my favorite band ever, and and I've seen them. And my gr- the greatest concert I've ever been to in my life was at a Foo Fighters concert. It was a couple days after Thanksgiving. It was I, I just call it a private show because it was at the show box at the market, which see, which you can fit maybe three thousand people in at max, and um, we, you had to go to like one of three places to buy tickets. You had to wait in line. My buddy waited in line. He got two tickets. Uh, we went in together and they, you know, I was outside waiting basically to get into the the venue and standing and stuff for a good solid eight hours. And uh, they played a three hour set. It was fucking phenomenal. They played for wow. three hours. It was $25 for the ticket. I was, wow. I was maybe six to seven feet away from the stage the entire time. I was dehydrated. I was like tired, but it was the greatest concert I've ever been to in my life. Wow. And a funny story, my buddy, he brought his girlfriend. There's a whole ticket snafu. His girlfriend wanted to go because she didn't, she didn't like the Foo Fighters, but she was just really upset that she wasn't going to be able to join in. So Mm. he kind of bailed on me and he took her, but luckily he had a backup plan. Like he met a guy in line who had an extra ticket and I was pissed. But anyways, we go into the, um, into the, the venue and I'm already kind of pissed at her cause she's just, you know, encroaching on our, our bro time. But, um, <laughs> she made friends with some people at the bar and they were talking. They're like, Oh, I wonder if there's going to be an opener. And she goes, Oh yeah, no, it says, you know, the doors are going to open. And I was like, what? She goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. The doors, they're, they're the openers. It said doors at seven. <laughs> and I said, it said doors <laughs> at seven. And I was like, wow. And I, I look at Travis. I go, are you fucking serious? <laughs> Um, wow. yeah, oh, this poor woman. yeah, no, no, she was an idiot and, um, and she was a really awful person too, but, uh, I was, oh, that's a bummer. Yeah. yeah. I, I was, um, I, I was just like, okay, so I guess we're dealing the with that do- though. The doors. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. the doors for, for, back from the dead for, for those who did not catch that. So every concert you go to says doors at whatever time, cause that's what time the doors open. She read that because yeah. apparently she's a huge concert fan and she goes to so many concerts <laughs> that it said Doors at Seven, who, mind you, Jim Morrison has been dead since the 70s. Yeah. <laughs> and the Doors have been dispersed since then. Uh, there would be that would be a very weird show for them to play. So hey, we could add it to our list, though. The Doors. Jesus fucking Christ. It, doors at re- Seven. <laughs> it's really weird that the Doors open for like everything. Like I went to the Mariners know, game right? and, and they, they the opened doors for the are Mariners. It was crazy. Damn. Crazy Alrighty. shit. So. Eric, take us home. Yeah, alrighty. Thank you for tuning in to the Top 5 Podcast. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Podcast Top 5, at ZachDale60, at TomTop5, at E underscore Shane, where you can give us ideas, tell us if we are crazy, or even suggest a topic for a future episode. 
If you enjoyed today's episode, please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, or Spotify. Thank you, and remember, it is okay to be wrong, even though you think you're right. Welcome to the internet. Can I interest you in a little bit of everything all of the time? Sure. Yeah, sure. <laughs> all of the time. Yeah. All right. See ya. Later.